Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and you are listening to the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we explore topics that empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. This episode, I share with you a class slash presentation that I gave in another format. And I wanted to share this with you because it has such valuable content. So just a pre-warning that the audio quality, although it's good, it is not at the same level of my usual podcasts. And if there are a few things in there and things that I'm saying that don't seem to go with a podcast format, you now know why. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Kavita with the Enlightened Heart. And um, I am coming to you today with my talk called How to Access Your Intuition to Make Aligned Decisions. And so before I start, I just want to say a little bit about who I am in case you are not sure or haven't met you. So I am an empowerment coach, hypnotherapist, and a Reiki master. And what I do is support highly sensitive people and empaths move from surviving and just trying to make it in the world to thriving so that they can do the work that they're meant to and also so that they can be able to fulfill their purpose. So Now I want to move a little bit more into why I do this talk. Actually, in all honesty, I used to do this a lot in the beginning of my practice, and then I kind of let the topic go. And then recently, with all that's been happening with the pandemic, with, you know, what's coming more and more apparent with the racial disparity, and, you know, I could spend this whole video talking about all the things, but you are very aware of what's happening around us. This major shift, this major global shift in consciousness, almost like this reset that's happening. While we're in the thick of it, which is what we are right now, a lot of the things that, you know, I took for granted that I could do, that I had down, like how to make decisions, how to access my intuition, you know, I had my processes which is what I used to talk about when I did this talk before, now just just don't work as well. They just haven't been working as well. And so I decided when this opportunity to address all you leaders and healers came, I this topic just came to my consciousness. And I said, I'm going to talk about this. And hopefully this can be some reminders for some of you of some tools that you may have used in the past that are calling to you or maybe some things new. I also started teaching this because in 2011 is when I had my first awakening, which I'm sure a lot of you have experienced. So at this time, I just did not feel right, right? So to the outside world, I had everything. Everything that, you know, that you think that you need or that you're told that you need, right? And so to the outside world, I had the car, the husband, I had the two kids, I had everything I needed. I had followed all the rules and I also knew that I was not living the way that I was meant to live. My soul was not happy. 
and was not going to let me live that way anymore. And so I knew I had to do something different. I had gone through years of constantly changing myself, um, which, you know, highly sensitive people are great at. We're great chameleons. We're great at changing ourselves to fit in, to hopefully find that acceptance that we so desire internally and we seek externally and sometimes change who we are just for that, right? And so I realize that now, but in the moment I didn't. So, you know, spending all my time caring for my kids, you know, my family, making my family happy, my husband's family happy, and I had health issues. So my younger son, who's an empath as well, my older son's a highly sensitive person, had major health issues and taking care of him. I had autoimmune conditions, vertigo, and many other issues that came up because I was just not taking care of myself and I was doing everything for everyone else and not following what my soul needed. And so that is why this is so important to me. That just gives you an example of why living out of alignment is not the way to live. And especially now, if there are some things in your life that are still not in alignment, that are really not in the way that your soul is meant to live, those things are coming to light right now. All the things that were hidden, all those things are very apparent. Okay. And so it's right here for you to work with, right here for you to deal with. This is the time. And so, you know, as you can see, when you live out of alignment, then all the health issues come. Then uh, the other feelings come of not belonging. All the other lower level energies that can rise up when you're not living in alignment. I wanted to bring to light a study that will hopefully give you some information on how the brain works. So if you haven't heard of them, they're these, they're the eyewitness studies. And in these studies, what they did is they took a group of people and in front of them, there was a scenario. And then they took each person individually and interviewed them and asked them certain questions about what they saw and even their account of what happened. And the really interesting part of this is that they had different recall of what occurred. And the reason this is significant when you're talking about your intuition and making aligned decisions is if your brain does not recall the things the way that they happen exactly, okay, and then that is coloring your decisions, then that is not the most accurate way to make decisions. So in fact, um, one of the researchers, Elizabeth Loftus from the University of California, Irvine, this is what she says. She says, the act of remembering is more akin to putting puzzle pieces together than retrieving a video recording. And so she even goes on to say that even questioning by a lawyer can alter the witness testimony because fragments of the memory may unknowingly be combined with information provided by the questioner, leading to inaccurate recall. So what does that tell you, right? That says that when we are inquiring about what we need and making a decision, and if our go-to is ask for advice from friends and family and their biases are going to influence the way we make our decisions. Their biases are going to be the main issue here, right? And so that is really important to keep in mind when you are making decisions. 
And so then when you're looking at these studies, right, and you're going and you're looking at your intuition, it's starting to, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's starting to light up some parts in you that know that your inner guidance, your soul knows what you need to do. And so you may seek advice from coaches. You may seek advice from other healers and the great healers out there, right? Which there's so many in this community are the ones that are going to help you uncover those answers, right? And are trained not to influence your, your decisions. And so that, of course, is one way. That's not one of the ways that I'm sharing today uh, to access your intuition, but just seeing the difference between asking friends and family and working with someone that's trained, right, to help you uncover what's there and what's underneath. Okay. So as a highly sensitive person, there's a tendency for people pleasing, which can further influence the decisions. So now I'm going to start with some tools. Okay. And in order to go deeper into these tools, it's going to explain briefly why this works. So we have our physical body, we have our mental body and our spiritual bodies. All of this is governed by our energetic body, right? So we have our physical, we have our mental, we have our spiritual, right? And then we have our energetic body. And so in my Reiki training and my alchemy training, I learned about how powerful our energy bodies are and how much I had been denying my own energy body. And this may be something very familiar to you because many highly sensitive people and empaths have been told that they're too sensitive that what they're feeling is too something or not enough something. And so this can happen so much that we begin to doubt, right? We doubt our intuition. Our intuition comes from our energy body. And when we disconnect from that, when we distrust it, the voices, the way that our intuition communicates us can become softer or we just don't trust it, okay? And so our bodies are the tools that we can use to access that energetic intuition. And so to further go into this, this point is I want to bring forth Dr. Jill Bolte Taylor. Depending where you look, some say she was a neuro, she's a neuroscientist and some say neuroanatomist. Okay. The point is that she knows a lot about the brain and she suffered a brain hemorrhage. And so the type of brain hemorrhage that she suffered, she was actually able in her words to observe her brain, right? And What she talks about, if you listen to her TED Talk or if you listen to interviews she has on different podcasts, is that the left hemisphere of her brain was the side that is logical, rational, that marks time, and that sees us as separate from others, right? That sees me as Kavita, right? And you as you. And so with this sense of distance, when she was suffering from this brain hemorrhage, She's noticed the other part of her brain, which she says her right brain, which is the intuitive and the creative, right? And so when that intuitive, creative part of her brain was no longer held back or held in check by her left part of the brain, she sensed the sense of peace and oneness and the barriers from accessing that sense of connection was completely gone. Now she did have to go through years of rehabilitation to be able to do and function properly. She's really fascinating. And so what I take from that into this is in order to access our intuition, it's about multiple things. One, as highly sensitive people and empaths, 
we have a tendency to be overstimulated. As an empath, you can take on the energy of others. And especially now with all the pain and suffering surrounding us, you may be feeling more sense of sadness that's not your own, more sense of other things, other emotions, anger, frustration. I know I notice this when I go go to the grocery store, right? I'll go to the grocery store and if I'm not protecting myself energetically, sometimes we're, you know, doing rushing and not being conscious, then I can sense sometimes that I feel that dread, right? I can feel that. And I know it's not mine. So that's happening. Our nervous system's overstimulated. These techniques I'm going to show you are to calm your nervous system down first and to calm your ego, your left brain, the questioning part, the part that sees you as separate, to calm that part down so you can access that right brain that has connection to your energetic body that is the intuitive and creative part of your brain. Okay, so just to review, left our conscious physical self and right our creative spiritual self. So one of the things that we can do to calm our nervous system to ground is to use mantras. Okay, and mantras and mala beads. So this is an example. Sorry, this is loud. Of mala beads. Okay, and they have usually 108 beads. And so there are several reasons that this is an effective way to calm your nervous system to center and ground. So the repetition of the mantra, the way it works is that you don't even, you don't have to keep your eyes open even because there's usually a bigger bead or some anchoring point at one end, and then there's 108 beads. So you would repeat the mantra 108 times while each time you say the mantra, you would move through the beads till you got to this anchor point. So you know that's when you would stop. So there's, you don't have to count. Um, and so the reason this is effective is you're activating that kinesthetic. You're actually touching feelings. So it's bringing that mindfulness and presence there. The mantras I like to use is this, the Sanskrit mantras. When you're using the mantra, the Sanskrit mantras are actually, some say the Sanskrit is the oldest language and they're actually the sounds, right? The sounds that are healing. So saying them out loud would be really beneficial also. Um, and if you're not wanting to say them out loud, saying them to yourself is also okay, right? The idea is that you have the repetition. And then the other benefit is when you're going through the mantras, when you're going through the repetition, when you have that energy of the sound of all of that, what happens is you can be in a mild hypnotic state. And when you're in a mild hypnotic state, you're calming that conscious questioning separation part of your brain. Okay. So I am going to recommend one mantra that isn't that difficult to learn. So this mantra is called the Adi mantra. You know, when you translate, as you know, Sanskrit, it's not always exact, right? The idea of this is that the direct translation is, I bow to the infinite intelligence and creative wisdom. I bow to the divine teacher within. So you can see why I chose this mantra, because this mantra is about that teacher within, that you have the answers within you, okay? And so the mantra sounds like this. Om Namo Gurudev Namo. So I will do that again. Om Namo Gurudev Namo. So in order to do this, you would start with the big bead, 
the, the centering or just the anchoring. And you would say OM three times. That's the grounding. OM is the sound of the world, right? Sound, some people say it's the sound when the world was created. And so I'm going to demonstrate by saying OM three times. And then I'll go through the mantra three, about five, six times. I don't want to count. I want to really demonstrate how it is. So you can see for you, if you want to just take this time and just listen and see how that shifts your energy and how you feel just after a few rounds of the mantra. Okay. So if you want to close your eyes, you're so welcome to do so. So the first taking a moment, closing your eyes. Oh. 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 Namo. Guru Dev Namo. Om 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 Namo. Guru Namo. So just taking a breath in. So for those of you that are here, if you're feeling called to share, I'd love to hear your experience with that. And, you know, if that was able to shift your energy, even a small percentage point, right? Imagine doing that for 108 rounds. And after doing this, the next step would be to the another way to access your intuition, intuition, which is journaling. So usually I will do this kind of practice and then I'll sit down and write my question and the answer to that question. You know, very similar to Carl Jung's process of talking to yourself, right? So, so that journaling process and so writing also activates that kinesthetic actually physically writing with a pen versus typing. I find that it completely activates different parts of my awareness and body. So, all right. So that was one, that was one tool. So using the mala beads, repeating mantra. So number two is another meditation. I love guided meditations. And this meditation is called the path meditation. In order to do this, if you'd like to participate, I'm going to actually guide you through it right now. I want you to choose a decision that you have to make. Maybe there's something small that you're looking at, you know, you're not sure about, you're not sure what to do, maybe grappling with that for a little while. So just pick something right now and whatever comes to your mind is correct. And if you have something to write with, I'm going to invite you to write down what that what is it that you're focusing on what are the decisions that you're trying to make or the decision that you're trying to make and what maybe even the choices so just take a moment and write those down and i'm going to lead you through this path meditation okay so to start we're going to take three deep breaths you might notice the theme of three right three being the holy trinity 
So with the deep breath, one of the, one of the tips is that when you breathe, it's not a deep breath. It's not necessarily like this where you go, because <sighs> that can actually, instead of calming your nervous system can activate it. So when I'm talking about a deep breath, I'm talking about taking a lengthening your breath, breathing into your chest and your abdomen and exhale, the exhale also being long. So you're going to inhale. And exhale. Okay, so if you'd like to do that, join me for a couple more breaths. Inhaling. And exhaling. Again, inhaling. And exhaling. And with the next breath, have the breath travel up the top of your head. Imagine that it's going up the top of your head, through your crown chakra, down the chakras. And with each inhale, you're inhaling the any grounding energy that you need, clarity, just inhaling the energy of what it is that you would like into your chakras. And as you exhale, you're exhaling out any of that energy that's stuck. So just imagining that breath. Good. And so now imagine yourself in a place in nature. Imagine that you are facing two paths. One path is the first choice that you have. And so I want you to take a few moments and imagine yourself walking down that path. Imagining what it is would be like if you took that decision, if you made that decision and chose that path. See yourself doing the things on that path, maybe even speaking with the people and taking actions on that path. Maybe even there's images or smells or anything that come to you when you're on this path. Allow it all in your body. And when you're taking this path and this choice, check in now. Check in with your body. Check in with your heart. And notice. Notice what comes up. What are the feelings that come up? And know you can access this when you need to at the end of this meditation. And so we're going to let that go for now. And we're going to take another breath. And clear. And then another breath through our chakras. And exhaling. Now imagine that you have the second path. The second choice. And you've made that as your decision. Letting go of the other choice. Seeing yourself taking action in that direction. See yourself with the people that would show up on that path with the environment, or anything else that shows up. Immerse yourself in that decision. Feel the, the, see the sounds, maybe even there's some smells that come up. And now check in with your heart, check in with your body. What are you feeling?
can let it go for now and slowly open your eyes. And if you have a piece of paper, I'm going to encourage you to write down what you received and how your body felt in each choice. Whatever thoughts, feelings, and images that come to you through the visualization are right, and it's what you're, you're ready to see today. And I'm going to invite you to trust. And notice if you felt tightness, constriction, expansiveness, and openness. If you felt fear, where did you feel this fear? Was it anticipatory fear? Or was it just that, that internal warning system telling you not to go down that path? And know if the answer didn't come right in this moment, it will come when you're also in a mild hypnotic state, maybe when you're in the shower or going for a walk, the answer will come. So that is number two. So I'm going to briefly talk about number three. Okay. And that it's actually one of the most important ones. Um, and I'm not going to demonstrate it today so that I can respect the time that we, we have together. This is about recognizing your triggers and recognizing your stories. What is it that puts you in that doubting of your intuition? What puts you down the path and takes you off the path, your sacred soul path? What is it that is for you? Is it self-doubt? Is it people-pleasing? Is it worrying what others will think? Is it caring for others over yourself? What are those triggers? Is it comparison? We all have triggers. We all have them. For me, the ones I mentioned are some that I have been working with. So I'm going to encourage you to track those. Because when you know your triggers, you can pull yourself back. You can use one of the other two tools that I shared with you today, or the tools that you know, and you can use that to access your inner wisdom. You can access the fact and the truth that you are connected and that you are a soul and you have your unique journey and your unique path. So I shared three things with you today. And one was the mantra and the the mala beads. The second one was the path meditation. And the third one is to know your triggers and to keep track of them so you can take yourself back on track and put yourself back on track. So if you're interested in staying connected with me, I would love that. Um, I'm offering my free guide. You can get your copy of my guide of five keys to overcoming overwhelm as a highly sensitive person or empath. There will be a link in this uh, with the description of the video. I will also add a link to the article that I talked about in case you wanted to look that up. So it was such an honor and pleasure to be here today. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Remember, I will have all the resources that I mentioned available at theenlightenedheart.pro. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to follow us. Take good care. Until next time. Bye.